You heard the speech. But behind the glitter lies this stark truth. In Hillary Clinton's America, things get worse. Under her dishonest plan, taxes keep rising, terrorism spreads. Washington insiders remain in control. Americans losing their jobs, homes, and hope. In Donald Trump's America, people are put back to work. Our families are safe. The American dream achievable again. Change that makes America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, folks. It's Chris Daly again, and it's my indeed pleasure to welcome you to another one of our Jamaican conversations. Hosting our conversation this evening will be Denise Maxwell. Denise is a producer at Caribbean TV World. She's also the, the person in charge of Jamaican Diaspora blog, and she also hosts a monthly Jamaican American newsletter club, and she'll be performing our interview this evening. Take it away, Denise. Thanks, Chris. Um, H.G. Worker is a controversial expose on the travesty of justice that takes place around the shores of Florida's Lake Okeechobee, a situation which, until the film's release, has been one of America's best-kept secrets. There, for six months of the year, over 10,000 men from Jamaica and other Caribbean islands perform the brutal task of cutting sugarcane by hand, a job so dangerous that low-paying Americans refuse to do. H2 Worker is the first documentary to tell the story of these men named for their special temporary guest work visa, the H2 visa. They live and work in conditions reminiscent to the days of slavery on plantations, housed in overcrowded barracks, poorly fed, denied adequate treatment for their frequent on-the-job injuries, paid less than minimum wage, and deported if they do not do exactly as they are told. The sugar plantations who employ the H-2 workers sustain this exploitation, and um, they own the profits with the help of the U.S. government, which authorizes the importation of third-world workers while it blocks the importation of cheaper Third World Sugar, um, a system of quotas and price support, citing national security. As the reason for this costly subsidizing of the sugar industry, H2 Worker was shot clandestinely in the cane fields and work barracks around Belgrade, Florida. It contains footage shot in places where no media has been successful in filming before and where the filmmakers were denied permission to enter by the Sugar Corporation and local police. It is a film with powerful impact and resonance, certain to be both compelling and controversial. Our guest today is Stephanie Black. She has directed several documentary films that focuses on Jamaican culture, which includes the H2 workers. This film won Best Documentary, Best Cinematography Awards, at the 1990 Sundance Film Festival and was the U.S. selection for Critics Week at Cinemas. In addition to producing films, 
Stephanie has produced and directed music videos for Ziggy Marley, Snow, Anthony B., and I-N-J-O, among others. Black is the recipient of John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Film Festival um, Fellowship. She also teaches documentary filmmaking. The film H2 Worker has been re-released. Welcome, Stephanie. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Stephanie, tell us about, a little bit about you. Where do you come from? Where do you hail from? Where do I hail from? I hail from, actually... Um, Jamaica, but Jamaica Queens, not Jamaica um, the Caribbean. So um, I'm actually um, from New York, and I um, am a, I grew up in New York. I'm an American, and I went to Jamaica the first time in the late '80s when I was making H2 Worker, and I fell in love with the island and have been um, going back since. But um, the first trip and the first visit to me was to visit the workers in in their homes and their in their um where they came from after having yeah. been with them in the in the cane fields mm. what factors made you interested in this particular topic okay well um let me just say um h two worker the 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 film um and um the 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 the, the what what made me interested in in the film is I was in Florida and I was making a documentary about Mexican farm workers who who do the migrant stream and there was a kind of um horrific story of the Mexican you know of the Mexican workers who are you know doing the stream and not you know working every day you know harvesting different crops depending on where they were and actually having hunger among them and not having enough money or making enough money to eat and I was started a project there and I met a Haitian minister and he said do you, do you want to see something he said do you, do you want to come on to the sugarcane camps and I didn't even know that we were growing sugarcane in Florida nor did I know we were hand harvesting and and certainly I didn't know that we were flying 10,000 Caribbean men in every year for six months to harvest the cane and so the um, the 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 um, minister brought me onto the camp kind of with him um, because they don't allow people to come onto the camps and um, as he was kind of you know discussing scripture with some of the workers I was there looking around a bit and, and, and a worker saw me and he just presumed I was with the sugar industry because no one is allowed on the camps and so if you're there you know it's pretty much with the with the with the permission and the assurance of the industry and he looked at me with this kind of contempt and I remember I wanted to say to him like no I don't I don't agree with this I don't affirm this because I was horrified by what I had seen there were the barracks were dripping water from the roof there was no real living space like the lights were kept on you know like people had made these strings to keep blankets over so at night they could they could block the light out and it was truly truly horrific substandard living quarters that that the worst the worst I had ever seen in my life and I, mm-hmm. I I didn't know how to communicate to this person that you know no I don't support this and I remember the way he looked at me it was like at that moment I said okay I'm going to I'm going to do the documentary about this and and I kind of took a U-turn in what I had been doing and 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 that's when that's how the idea and and the film um was born I see. While viewing the film, um, Cesar Chavez complained that foreigners were coming in and taking the jobs from the Mexican-Americans. Given the change in immigration patterns over the 20 years, past 20 years and the mechanization of harvesting of sugarcane, 
what are the present immigration issues for Jamaicans in regards to the H-2 policy? Okay, well, everything that you see in the film now, the film, the, you know, the film actually is 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 interestingly now archival footage because um, the the industry has mechanized since the film was completed. So um, we, we, in the mid '90s there was a lawsuit uh, against the sugar industry in which um, the manipulation of hours and the underpaying of men was uh, brought to court, and it was found that the industry owed $51 million in back pay to the Caribbean workers. And that's when the next, the following year is when the sugar industry mechanized, and they, because from henceforth they would have to pay the men equitable wages because now all eyes were on them. Because the issue is, it's not that the laws weren't on the books. The 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 laws were on the books. It's just they were not being enforced, and no one was watching the industry to make sure that they were paying the men what they what they were promised. So, I mean, maybe maybe I should back up a little bit and just kind of give a, a broad overview for. For listeners, it's just the H2 worker program is a guest worker visa with, where the workers come for six months of the year to cut sugar cane because the sugar industry files with the Department of Labor uh, a certificate stating that they tried to find American workers, but no Americans are willing to do it. And so the workers were brought in since the, the, the mid-40s um, to, to, cut, to cut sugar cane. And 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 if you think about it, they have actually no representation in this country. They have liaison offices, but in terms of the politicians, they're not a voting constituency, and um, they can't compare with the U.S. sugar corporations who are putting a lot of money into the campaign accounts of various politicians. And on both sides, Democrats and Republicans, the sugar industry would support, you know, to make sure that, you know, things went their way. So in any case, the, the, the workers were not allowed to be protected by the Florida, Florida Rural Legal Services who are lawyers who were supporting farm workers, but because they were under this temporary guest worker program, they were forbidden to defend them. Finally, the, the, the same set of lawyers are the ones who were able to bring the lawsuit against the industry. And so as a result of it finally being exposed, what the underpaying was and some of the conditions, that's when the industry decided to mechanize. So with respect to your question, I'm sorry, that's a long-winded way to, to go around. <laughs> um, the, the H-2 policy right now, most of the Jamaicans who are coming up on, as guest workers, they're, they're not working in in sugar industry. They're working in the apples. They're working in tobacco. They're working in hotels. The guest worker program has expanded to other other crops. So while there's no longer the sugar industry um, bringing the 10,000 plus men in, that um, there are other industries that that men are coming in, and they're coming not only from Jamaica and the Caribbean, but now actually most of the the guest workers who come in are coming in from Mexico. There's um, over 10,000 workers coming in every year to North Carolina. There are guest workers coming into Peru to do sheep herding in Colorado. And so the guest worker program has, has very much expanded since the time the film was shot. And, the, and which, which, you know, leads us to address what, what is a guest worker program and, and do we need a guest worker program in, in this country? I see. Why did you decide to re-release the film, and what has it been the response a, a generation later? Okay, 
it, the, the the film, I'm so, so happy it's been made available on DVD because it came out in 1990 and it won first prize at Sundance Film Festival, which was a great honor. And it was invited to the Cannes Film Festival in the official selection of the Critics Week, which was also a big honor because they don't traditionally show documentaries at Cannes. And we were so happy to have that platform to be able to kind of showcase this exploitation which was going on, you know, at a major festival like, like Cannes, and it helped the film gets shown in Congress, etc. But um, the the re-release is um, thanks to Docurama, which is a, a, a great distribution company which re, which distributes classic documentaries. So it was, it, it, I have to say it wasn't my idea. Docurama approached me, and they had seen the film, and they, they said that they would like to release it on DVD. And so we remastered it, and we did an update, and the DVD came out last week. And um, so far, the response has been really positive because, you know, especially in the Caribbean community, a lot of people have, you know, grandparents or uncles who first came to this country on the farm worker program. But oh yeah, they never. A lot of people in my family did that. Right, and the men. So I bet you it was really, you know, heart wrenching for you to see actually what they went through and to see the conditions they were living in, as opposed to the image that you had in your mind. Was that mm-hmm. correct? Right. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people they think that America, not just with my generation, but generations from the eighteen and nineteen hundreds, they said America had was streets were lined with gold and on and on. So there's all sorts of images about what it what it is to come to America or having the opportunity to come to America. But there's a growing population and a growing Jamaican population in Canada doing farm work. What is your opinion regarding this type of work? Well, the farm work that a lot of, um, that my opinion basically is as long as the workers are getting paid equitably and are being housed appropriately and are not having, you know, wages um, unfairly deducted from their paycheck, you know, preferably they're allowed to cook their own food, they're not forced to buy the food from the company, then 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 I then, you know, if it suits if it suits a need, then then, you know, I'm not opposed to it. My 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 position is I wasn't opposed to the guest worker program. I'm not opposed um I was opposed to the large scale exploitation of the workers who are coming up, you know, very with very pure intent to just use their sheer strength to earn a living for their family because they just couldn't earn, you know, uh, as right. much money in in at home, and so they were forced to come by the circumstances driving them. But that doesn't provide any reason for the shoe industry to take advantage. Also, what happens when the workers come up to the Northeast to do the apples and when they go to Canada, they're working on smaller farms. They're not working, you know, for, you know, major corporations the way they were working. You know, there was like five main corporations in in Florida that they were working for, so the camps were quite large, you know, with like Mm -hmm. 2,000 men apiece. Whereas when they're working, you know, in the Northeast or in Canada, they're on much smaller farms. So you'll have, you know, maybe 25, 50 men on one farm, et cetera. And so it's, there's a more personal relationship with the with the farmers, and it's a it's a it's a totally different kind of situation. And that's why I didn't include those other crops in the film because those were different circumstances than than the experience of the men cutting sugarcane. Right. If you had the opportunity to consult the Prime Minister Golding with regards to farm workers, what would be the three issues you would want to tell him? 
Maybe the issue that I want to tell him. Well, um, I I guess one issue would just to be to to make sure that um, the liaison offices are um, you know to to make sure that there's a there's a voice you know on on behalf of the workers who are ensuring that all the the contract the promises of the contract with regard to wages, housing, um, you know, treatment for injuries, etc. Is being fulfilled because there needs to be the workers need to be protected, and so so that would be one thing. I think our second thing would be to look at you know the the export of of labor is a resource of the nation. So for example, um, Jamaica, which still produces sugar, it, you know perhaps the emphasis on looking at the farm worker program, some of that emphasis, it would be great if the U.S. was importing. Jamaican sugar, for example, at that time, as opposed to you know having an industry that's so heavily subsidized and needs such heavily heavy subsidies. You know, if you look at why are we bringing in the workers from the countries where we can be importing the sugar and then just creating you know more economic opportunity for for everyone in a in a in a more equitable manner. Um, so that would be something. Um, I guess yeah, an encouragement of. Um, I think it's. An encouragement of of more local production and more local consumption because it all ties in. Mm, okay. Another one of Jamaica's import is um, is its pop culture via reggae. What is your opinion on the fair revenue sharing in this industry? Um, I okay. That you mean another one of Jamaica's imports, or you mean or exports? Well, okay, um, yeah, Jamaica's export. Yeah, you're right, export. You're absolutely right. But since we're in a diaspora, it would be import. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you mean Jamaica, you mean what, say, a revenue sharing? You mean the fact that most of the reggae artists assigned to American companies are foreign companies? Is that what you Yeah, and they're not really getting any money. I mean, it, it, in a way, the way they're being the sugar cane, you can juxtapose what's happening with the sugarcane workers to the reggae singers. I mean, who's making the real money? Yeah, I mean, I their face may be on the label, um, on the on the cover of the CD, but who's making the real money? And look what they have to do. Like, like there was a big uh, lawsuit in France in in regards to the same issue. All these reg Jamaican artists are being exploited left and right. No, um, they're not getting any sort of. I, I guess um, royalties. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that suit. I'm definitely familiar with the fact that you know it's it's a it's a you know a tragedy that you know for for the music to reach out you know globally that the artists had to sign to foreign to foreign labels. You know, but it, at at a certain point it was it was the nature of the game just because it wasn't CD manufacturing plants in in Jamaica and such. But I think that the Jamaican government could give a lot more incentives toward, towards the music industry and encourage, you know, a, a better infrastructure um maybe in Jamaica such that, you know, that they that they can be, you know, better export in a, in a certain way. You know, if there is, you know, maybe some kind of subsidy or some kind of, you know, kind of tax free cuz you know, I, I, I'm aware of the experience when I know, like, musicians would bring down their own CDs. You know, they'd get manufactured up here, and then they'd want to bring down, you know, like a, a few hundred or thousands of CDs, and they would be taxed again, you know, coming in, bringing in their own music to sell there. So 
I, I agree with you. I'm I'm not so familiar. I'll be honest with you know the whole issues. I I agree that you know uh, that that a country should own its own music. You know, and 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 it's such. Well, a, yet there are even artists having royalties for what they're what they're putting out. Yeah, the same kind it, of exploitation that occurred with African Americans during the fifties and earlier with their music. It's happening to the Jamaican artists now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I was. I I, I wasn't sure since you were into, um, since you made um, videos and things of that nature. I thought maybe you were familiar with those issues. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm more for me. Reggae is an incredibly inspirational music, and it's a kind of it's a music that keeps your mind exactly where it should be, and so. Um, I'm I, I'm in, I'm very indebted to all the reggae artists for keeping me company with their music during the late hours of editing and all that and through <laughs> all life you know for for kind of um, teaching me educating me opening up my mind you know so so I'm I'm uh, well in the U S we are in the midst of a realignment of our economy given the recent meltdown the immigration policy. With, um, will be the key ingredient, and how best can we serve equitable in global economy, especially for non-skilled work laborers? Well, what what's happening now? In in before Bush left office, um, at the what, at the eleventh hour in December, he passed an expansion of the guest worker program and a reduction of oversight into for for the guest workers so to to make it easier for more workers to be brought in and for more exploitation to occur the obama administration has kind of frozen that and is reevaluating it and and the obama administration has has said that they have as a goal new immigration policy by the end of the year a lot of the immigration um, reform, which has been discussed in the past few years and people have been lobbying for, is for a, a lot of the workers who are in the country here illegally but who have been working for a number of years, be it in agriculture or other other arenas, to be given a green card, to be given legal status. But what has also been accompanying that is is an expansion of the guest worker program because the employers are arguing that once these workers have their legal status, they will no longer want to work in these in these jobs, and so they they'll need another labor force, which will be the temporary guest workers, to to do this work. And I think that that's where the real discussion and analysis should come in: is that why you know are these jobs so low paying? to the point where there always has to be a kind of second-class citizen who is willing to take these jobs. I think we kind of have to raise up the standard by which we pay agricultural workers so that is work that, that, that people who have their legal status are willing to do. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, do you have a perspective on the recent um, concluded summit of the Americas that was held in Trinidad? Well, guys, you guys are asking me big questions, you know, say I'm a filmmaker, okay? I mean, um, 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 I think, you know, from what I know, you know, which is just through the media, the mainstream media, it seemed that, you know, that the the meeting was 
was, you know, uh, for Obama, his first time traveling in, in that region, you know, he he's not familiar with the Caribbean. He had never been there before, and he, I guess, had only been to Mexico once before the, the last visit. And so I think there was an excitement for, you know, the, 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 the leaders to meet Obama and for Obama to kind of put forth, you know, a kind of perspective of a more humbled America, you know, who wants to deal with nations despite their size in a more equitable manner. But I I know that there was a little feeling, I think there was some kind of flub that, you know, he didn't fully acknowledge that he was in the Caribbean and to that degree. But, you know, I don't have, I'm sorry to say, you know, forgive me, that's not... um, Well, that's okay. But as a filmmaker, what future work can we look forward from you? Um, I'm 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 just at the at the precipice of some new projects that I'm starting, and I'm just kind of see which one. When you make a documentary, it's kind of like you 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 know you jump. It's like jumping into a lake, and like you got to get out, but you can't get out like by swimming back from where you came. You got to swim far to the other side. So I'm just kind of my knee. I'm just kind of dipping my foot in the water to see if the you know the the the, the subjects I'm working on are the ones that I'm going to go through because it takes a while. The H2 worker took three years to make life and death took a few years to make um i made the documentary africa unite that took a few years to make so 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 before embarking you know i'm kind of just um i'm just i'm just researching i'm just in a research phase right now i understand chris do you have any final words for our distinguished guests i would ask one stephanie if there's any resources that that you'd like to share for those who may want to learn further or continue to study further on this issue of H2 workers. Sure, yeah. I, there's there's a fantastic website. It's um, Farmworker Justice. That's www.farmworkerjustice.org where they can read um, up-to-the-minute analysis of what's happening in Congress, what's happening in the Department of Labor concerning farm workers and specifically guest workers. Um, we have a website, www.lifeanddebt.org, um, which, which if they scroll down, um, brings you to the H2 Worker website. And we hope that people will, will, will go out and get the documentary and watch it and then watch the update and see how, the, although they're bringing in guest workers from other countries, the the program itself has not changed. You know, there's still an issue of if you're in a country and you're here based on a visa that's tied to your employer, meaning your employer has brought you here, so you can only be in this country when you're working for that employer. So that, if you complain, basically the employer will just send you back home. That's been the practice, and that still remains to be the practice. And so um, I think that, you know, the film combined with the update is really a, a good educational tool to, to understand the history and the present discourse concerning the guest worker program and its, and, its, and its expansion. I see. Well, to learn more about Chris Daly's work, um, visit his blog at jamaicans.com and under the link, Me Thinking Are You? And to learn more about Jamaican Diaspora, visit jamaicandiaspora.com. You can listen to this. You can watch TV and just a lot of interesting things about what's happening on the island and Jamaicans in the diaspora. And, Stephanie, we're going to give you the last word. To learn more about Stephanie's work, Stephanie Black's work, where can they meet? Uh, how can they contact you? 
Um, well, um, through the website, www.lifeanddebt.org, and all the DVDs, um, Life and Debt, um, African Night, H2 Worker, they're all available on Amazon.com um, or also through the website. There are links where, where people can get the documentaries. So um, I hope people will watch them and discuss them and, and pass them on. Okay. Stephanie, we definitely had enjoyed spending some time with you, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Don't go to Geico.com. Car insurance can be confusing, like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24/7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com, and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. Behind the glitter lies this stark truth. In Hillary Clinton's America, things get worse. Under her dishonest plan, taxes keep rising, terrorism spreads. Washington insiders remain in control. Americans losing their jobs, homes, and hope. In Donald Trump's America, people are put back to work. Our families are safe. The American dream achievable again. Change that makes America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message.